When we work with people, we have to deal with different types of clients and the difficult ones can be really tough and the impact can often feel quite heavy. Sometimes they lead us to feeling bad or doubting ourselves. Sometimes they make us angry and we have to think carefully about how to handle the situation. Either way, navigating tough client situations can be hard and in this episode, I'll be talking about some different scenarios from my experience you might be able to relate to and I'll share ideas of how to handle them and what you can have in place early to make it easier. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a heavy episode because I'm talking about a topic that isn't really positive and I will be drawing on my experience. But something I want to say from the very start is that I would say 97, 8% of my clients are fantastic and I don't really have any issues with them. Difficult situations arise very, very rarely. So I am picking out examples, but if you're new to business, I don't want you to feel like, oh God, I'm going to be dealing with this client and that client and it's going to be constant. It really isn't. Most of the time, people behave really well. It's just occasionally when they don't or when you're in a tough spot. And it's those tough spots that I'm going to tackle in this episode. I think one of the hardest things about dealing with difficult clients is that we're often scared of losing business or what will that person say about us? But also we don't want people to take advantage of us or feel rubbish because we've essentially pressurised ourselves to do something we don't want to do. Even seasoned business owners have situations they find tough. I've become quite good at confidently keeping my boundaries strong, but I still sometimes find it hard. I'll talk about four common scenarios us business owners tend to face, but before I do, I need to pause for just a moment on boundaries, because having them and being able to enforce them is a really core element of being able to handle difficult situations in a way that's professional, where we're happy with the outcome. But like I mentioned earlier, sometimes even when you're experienced, it's still tough. I remember when I first launched Upgrade Your Education Business, some tutor business coaches were quite hostile towards me. I've told the story before in past episodes, but one of these coaches is particularly well connected. I was so disappointed because up till that point, when she thought I was just a tutor who could potentially be a client of hers, she was so sweet. But fast forward to quite recently, she reached out wanting to come into my business, into a space that's only really for potential clients. I don't want to be too specific because the purpose of this isn't to call anyone out. It's just to tell you about how sometimes boundaries can be tough to enforce. Anyway, because she's well connected, I was worried about saying no to her. And in that situation, I asked one of my business friends for their thoughts and they encouraged me to say no. I did and this coach didn't like it but I feel okay about it now that I've said no. And while she might be saying things about me, I'm okay with that too. And the thing that really helped me there was having trusted people around me who I could go to. And I'll talk more about that shortly. 
So let's get cracking on the four kinds of difficult clients and situations we could be in. And I'll draw on my experience, which hopefully you can relate to so that you have something in your back pocket to pull out if you're ever in those situations. For a quick peek at those four areas, you can look at the show notes. So the first one is handling complaints. Look, we run businesses and no matter how well we do things, we can't please everyone and we're human. And that means sometimes making mistakes ourselves or not making the right decision every single time. Now, when someone makes a complaint about you or something you offer, it can feel pretty heavy. But the thing that I've learned that really helps is to understand what could be driving their behavior. Not so that you can just feel better about it, but so that you can respond in a productive way. I remember when I was a business trainer, this was before I was a teacher, and I worked for this expense management company. So essentially, they provided software where if someone was traveling for work, they could submit their expenses and we'd pay them. Basically, I would go to clients who bought into this expense management system, and I'd start by helping the big bosses make decisions on their policies and how to map that to our system, and then I would train their staff. And one of the things that often happened was that the bosses decided to take away company credit cards, mainly because our system paid them their expenses fast. Anyway, unfortunately, I was the messenger and you know what happens to messengers. So when I was in these training sessions, I often got the backlash and the outrage at this decision to take away company credit cards. And at first, I mean, I, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I would say things like, look, I'm just the messenger. I'm, I'm really sorry. You're going to have to take this up with management. But that wasn't really getting me anywhere. It basically meant that I was training a bunch of people who weren't happy. They weren't paying attention because they were angry. So as I got more confident, as I became more experienced, this was actually my first business training job. I took a moment to think of it from their perspective. Why were they so angry? And the simple reason was that they were worried that they'd be out of pocket for a long time. So by understanding their position, I was able to form a response that was far better than please don't shoot the messenger. I was able to tell them that right now, while I was on the road training them, I was claiming expenses through this very system and I didn't have a company credit card. And it was quick and it was easy to claim and the money was in my bank account within four days. And I found that just by empathising, instead of trying to tell them they shouldn't feel that way, It went such a long way in giving them the reassurance they needed and the rest of the sessions, they just went really smoothly because they were worried and I was able to reassure them and that removed some of that worry. But of course, things aren't always as tidy and as simple as that. I had a really horrible situation in my tutoring business. Fortunately, it's only happened once in all the years I've been tutoring. And it was a situation where a student, they went home and they lied about me. This student told his mum that I had called him stupid in one of our lessons. Now, when I met this student, he really didn't want a tutor. His parents were forcing him. So I know that he's just a child. And although I was really cross with him for lying about me, I had to accept that his immaturity meant that perhaps he hadn't considered any possible consequences. He was just thinking, how do I get out of having a tutor? But the disappointing thing was that this parent completely believed him and wrote an aggressive email to me. She didn't think to ask me. Instead, she accused me. Now, it goes without saying that this was the end of our working relationship, but I was left feeling pretty awful. I actually doubted myself, wondering if I'd said that without realising it. Now, I would never say something like that to a child. I never have. But nonetheless, 
Client complaints can be powerful and in this case it even made me doubt myself. Only for a moment but still it wasn't very nice. But more than that I was really worried about my reputation. What if they went around telling people that I had called their child stupid? What if they wrote it online? Fortunately they didn't or at least I don't think they did. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because sometimes there really is little we can do about complaints. Sometimes you just have to take the impact of the bad situation and move on from it. So while there are different things you can have in place, which I'll be talking about in this episode, mindset is always really important. And as I talked about earlier, so are having trusted people in your life who just get it. I really like these digital staff rooms. There are some really great Facebook communities filled with tutors and they can often be safe spaces to talk about your challenges and people will rally around you. When this happened, I wasn't a member of any of these communities. In fact, I didn't really even know they existed. But if I was in that situation again, I would definitely use those kinds of forums because I felt so powerless and just having a few people rally around me telling me that they understood and just validating that, look, there's nothing you can do in this situation. I think that would have really helped. Now, another thing that can create a difficult client relationship is when you have a client who is difficult or is quite controlling in their behavior. As a tutor, this has happened a few times. I think it's kind of, I think it just happens as a tutor. I had this situation where I was teaching this lovely child. He and I just had this great connection and our lessons were great. He was seeing progress and his dad was the person who actually hired me. Now, his mum and dad, they had split up. And as I learnt, they were very, very different. The child was the person who I was working with and he wasn't an issue at all. But I ended up getting caught up in these conflicting divorced parents. They were arguing. Uh, The mother was quite rude to me because I had done what the father had asked me to do. And then when I did what the mother had asked me to do, the father then had a problem with it. And it was just a complete mess. The child actually, bless him, he, he understood the situation and his dad actually messaged me saying you'd be probably interested to know that our son actually told us off and told us not to keep putting you in the middle of their arguments, of our arguments. And um, But nonetheless, it became a really difficult situation. Now, they were trying to control how I was teaching and how I was setting homework and all those sorts of things. And I tried to navigate it in a way where everyone was happy, but I soon realised that that outcome was impossible and regretfully I had to let them go. And it was really sad because I felt like I was letting my student down because of his parents. You know, it wasn't his fault, but in such a situation, sometimes you have to know when to call it a day. I had another situation which is quite common in the tutoring world and this is something you can actually be prepared for. I had a student who was based abroad and the mother started emailing me and prescriptively telling me what I should be covering in each lesson. Now, that's not how I tutor. I tailor each lesson to the student, but also I need to make the call. They've hired me as the professional. So I did try and explain, but not in so many words. I explained how I like the work to be tailored and informed by what my students actually struggle with, but she got quite pushy. So in that situation, I fell back to that principle I talked about earlier about trying to understand where that person is coming from, because I have to admit it got my back up and it was getting me a little bit kind of irritated and I probably wouldn't have responded very well if I had let that feeling drive me. So in my mind, I asked myself, why is she behaving like this? 
Now, I did consider that there could have been a cultural influence here. However, it was probably because she was worried that her child wouldn't make the progress she had hoped for, or maybe that I hadn't picked up on her child's weaknesses. So her behaviour, I realised, or at least I decided, wasn't about me, and perhaps not even a reflection of her personality, but instead it was driven by love and care for her child. So that's what I responded to. I sent her a little progress report where I identified her child's strengths and weaknesses and I roadmapped how I intended to support her child to strengthen those weaknesses. I basically gave her reassurance. I also said something which is a line I've used a few times with parents who struggle to let go. And that is, in order for this tuition arrangement to work, you really need to trust me. But of course, I want you to feel happy. So let me know if you have any questions and I'll do my best to answer them. Now, I've used this line quite a few times and I would say nine times out of 10, in fact, 10 times out of 10, it works. So something you can have in place is a little file or an email in your drafts folder with just some useful lines you can copy and paste if certain situations crop up now and again. That way, you have something ready made that you've written when you're calm, which can stop you from responding emotionally. Now, in this situation, me just saying that was enough. She appreciated the report and said that I was right and that she was happy to leave it in my hands. And here's what her response was. It was really interesting. She actually made the point in saying that she really appreciated that I had taken the time to listen to her once and that she felt heard. And having that wording in my back pocket has really helped. So understanding where the behaviour is coming from can actually transform a difficult situation into something that becomes manageable again, something that becomes enjoyable. Now, a third situation that I think is really tough, actually, is when you are being disrespected. And it's actually worse when it's not with any malice, when that person doesn't realise they're disrespecting you. I had a one-to-one mentoring client who I had built a really lovely relationship with, But as time went on, she had to keep cancelling, well, rescheduling her sessions. And normally I only let people reschedule once or cancel once. And then after that, it's payable because people have access to my diary. And if someone reserves space in there, it means someone else can't take that slot. So, you know, I try and be flexible, but I think that's quite reasonable. Anyway, she she had to reschedule a few times and I don't normally let that happen, but she had really good reason. Now, this was a really tricky situation because it was getting to the point where even she was saying that, look, I, I, I feel like I'm, I, I know I'm messing you around. I feel really bad. But, you know, this is all going on and everything. And it was a really difficult one to navigate. Now, in that situation, I could have enforced my terms and conditions or I could have shown a bit of empathy and I could have just accepted, look, this, I don't think this is going to happen. This isn't the right time. And I chose the latter. So I do think that... When you are in that situation, you have to take it situation by situation. There's no two situations that are the same and it requires your judgment. So here was a really big lesson learned. And I've actually spoken to so many business owners who have faced this. Having terms and conditions isn't enough. You have to write them in a way that you know that you can enforce. Because otherwise, there's no point in having ones that you feel uncomfortable enforcing. I've had clients who have come to me and said, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm really being messed around. My income is not stable because I can't predict from one week to the next who's going to cancel, who's going to reschedule. Now, of course, in that situation, my first question is, do you have some terms and conditions in place? 
And most of the time they say yes. But the problem is, they while they have the terms and conditions in place and they've asked the client to sign them or to agree to them, when the time comes, they really struggle to enforce them. Now, there is a mindset thing here. You you do just have to enforce them. And I promise you, if you're in that situation, once you enforce them once, it becomes a lot easier. But also, you do have to think about what you're actually writing in your terms and conditions. There's no point in writing something because that's the norm and that's what everyone does if you don't feel comfortable enforcing it. If you don't feel comfortable enforcing it, then change your terms to something that you know you can enforce. So the moral of the story here is that, you know, people sometimes do disrespect us. Sometimes they do it knowingly and they're trying to pull a fast one. Sometimes they don't actually realise how they're disrespecting us because they're just thinking of it from their perspective. And in those situations, acting early actually really helps. In that first scenario that I told you about where that client rescheduled four times, if I had actually enforced my terms or at least made them very clear, reminded her of them the very first time, it probably wouldn't have been so hard the fourth time around. So set your stall up early, make your terms really clear. And depending on the situation, you might need to take a really hard line, even if it's hard, because then it sets the tone for the rest of your working relationship. My tuition clients, they tend to work with me for years. In fact, a lot of my business mentoring clients do as well. So if I don't set that tone early, it's going to become very, very difficult for me to do later on. Now, the fourth scenario that, you know, any business owner can face is people who just behave in an unfair way. You know, it it happens, unfortunately. I had a one-to-one client and we had actually ended up having two discovery calls, which is very unusual for me, but there was a big gap between her first and second, her situation had changed, so it made sense. So we had two discovery calls and actually they were really thorough. We went over time and we probably did more due diligence than I have done with anyone else. So by the end of it, we absolutely knew that we were compatible and I 100% knew that I could help her. We had established that. So she booked, you know, mentoring calls with me and she we had her first session. It was a great session. And then it came to booking her second one and she booked it in, but had to reschedule because her, her child wasn't well. And then a month or two went by and I did check in with her, but, you know, it was just one thing after another happening in her life. It was during COVID. So a few more months went by and I remember it was around Christmas time and I decided to check in with her again. Now, all of our conversations up to this point were really positive. She wanted to book in her next session. She was really excited. But then something different happened. So January came and she didn't book. So I thought I'd just check in with her and, you know, ask her, how are you? How's your husband and your daughter? And I suddenly got this weird message from her. And she basically said, "Um, I've decided that we're not going to work together anymore because I need someone who really supports me and who I know encourages me. And I don't feel you're that person for me. So please can I have a refund for the remaining sessions? Now, this came as such a shock because you know, everything had gone really well and we'd been in touch and there were legitimate reasons why she had to reschedule, but all of a sudden things had changed. Now, in that situation, the first thing is we have to accept that there are all sorts of people around and sometimes we just have to think, okay, I accept that person has decided to behave like that. That's on them. It's not on me because I, I, it really played on my mind. I did feel quite rubbish about this, especially being told that 
she didn't feel supported. You know, I had to really unpack it in my mind and think, but that doesn't make sense. She was so happy. But also in certain situations, we need to make a call as to whether we're going to enforce our terms and conditions. So according to my terms, she was not eligible for a refund. And she knew that. And she had, I had it in writing that she'd agreed to that. But in this situation, I decided that I didn't want her money. And so I overrode my terms and I just refunded her the money for the remaining sessions, the ones that she hadn't used. And that's actually a really important part of dealing with difficult clients and difficult client situations. You have to hold your feelings higher than the principle. In this situation, I mean, you're, you're probably, you probably want to shake me and say, why did you refund that money? It was unfair. But from my perspective, I was feeling really rubbish and I was feeling rubbish about having that money. So I put my feelings above the principle of the situation and I just refunded that money. And that made me feel better. It allowed me to completely move on and just, you know, put that situation behind me. If, however, I had that money in my bank account, I, I know I would have felt really uncomfortable. So you do have to think about your feelings over the principle. And that can be really hard because sometimes you're in a situation where you're saying, no, you know, this is unethical and this is how I should behave. And sometimes you want to fight to the very end, to the bitter end. But if that is toxic for you, if that's taking away from how you're feeling or from you being able to focus on your business or on your life or whatever it might be, it's not worth it. The principle of it is not worth it. Let them win, so to speak. Let that person have that refund. It's fine. I feel better about it and that's what's most important. So I've talked about a few different situations. I'll do a really quick summary. The first thing is when people complain. We hope people don't complain ever, but now and again, they're going to. And the thing that has saved my bacon so many times is just understanding what's sitting behind that complaint and responding to that. But we also have to accept that sometimes complaints can't be resolved in this really nice and productive way. Sometimes relationships are going to end on a sour note. We hope that doesn't happen very often. I've been very fortunate, I will say, and I will say it's fortunate that I have very, very few clients who have ever left me on a sour note. But I think I'm lucky because that's not under my control. You know, I can't control how other people behave. So I do put that down to luck. So complaints happen and how you handle them matters, but also your mindset matters. You do have to sometimes accept that there is nothing I can do about this. I'm just going to have to, you know, end this one and accept that it didn't end well. Another situation is where you have quite difficult or controlling clients. And this can happen, particularly when you work with young people and you're sort of dealing with their parents because that's their child and they want input. It's hard for them to just trust someone else completely. Now, in that situation, having a few lines ready for you as a, as a sort of staple response can be really helpful. The line I often use is that in order for this tuition arrangement to work, you really need to trust me. But of course, I want you to feel happy. So let me know if you have any questions and I'll do my best to answer them. I have those lines saved in my drafts folder. So when I need to pull them out, I just copy and paste. I don't have to think too much about it because thinking when you're feeling a bit emotional or when you're feeling any sort of way can be tough. The next situation I talked about was when people are being disrespectful. And I talked about how the toughest situations are when people are being disrespectful without realizing they're being disrespectful. They are really hard because often people are doing it 
for reasons that are completely understandable. I gave you a couple of examples, but I, you know, I've had this when I've employed staff before as well, where they've had really legitimate reasons for being unreliable. But at some point, I have to make that call as a, as the person whose business this is, that I can't continue working like this. I completely understand and I want to support you, but this isn't working. And those are really tough situations because you feel like you're a bad person for enforcing things like your terms and conditions when someone is not feeling great. So I can't really give you a prescriptive way to handle those situations because it needs to be on a case by case basis. But the point is, is that we need to find ways of diplomatically expressing our concerns or enforcing our terms and conditions and really making that other person understand the impact that their behaviour is having on us so that maybe they can understand from a different perspective. Sometimes they'll get it, sometimes they won't. But the point is, you really need to protect yourself. And then I talked about people who just behave in an unfair way. You know, there are all sorts of people in this world and some people will behave unethically and there you know what there could be a reason behind it a really legitimate reason that we don't know about that sits behind that behavior but for us it feels unfair it feels unethical and in those situations once again we do just have to accept that but we also have to take a route where we are prioritizing our feelings because when people behave unethically that's the situation that can have a very toxic effect on us. So in those situations, I think it's really important to be in tune with your feelings and decide what's going to make you feel better rather than thinking, well, hang on, I don't want that person to win. So I hope you've walked away with a few ideas. And if you are in a situation where you are facing a difficult client situation, I hope something has given you that light bulb moment to know how to deal with it. So as always, thank you so much for giving me your time. If you have a moment, I would love it if you could leave a rating or a review because that helps me reach more people. But in the meantime, have a great week and you'll hear from me next time. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.